Welcome to the Opinionated Benchwarmers Podcast, Episode Four. We're back again. The hottest and newest guys on the sports scene, the Opinionated Benchwarmers. How y'all fellas feeling, man? Feeling good, feeling man. Good, man. Glad that we are back doing it. The voice you're hearing is Carlos Burrell. So uh, let's get it going, man. Yeah, Ramon Hardy here, man. Just ready to get talking, bro. Let's go. And it's Robert Snowden here, and we got so much to talk about today. But first, I want to get into Los's bag right quick. He just took him a little trip to Dallas on our behalf to see what that draft was talking about, man. I know you got a lot to share about your experience, so I'm very uh, interested to see what you saw out there. Yeah, man. I like how you said you want to dip into my bag. I don't know what, the, what, the, what that means. But, <laughs> man, get into your on, bag, man. Right? Like, swag it off. Right. Get into your bag. Yeah, no, no. It was cool, though, man. We got a, uh, an opportunity to go to the NFL draft. Um, where um, I got a chance to be a part of the inner circle. The inner circle was uh, part of the draft where um, you got to be right next to the stage and, you know, uh, where this year they kind of made it different where you can sit with different, you know, with your team. You know, all 32 mm-hmm. teams had sections. And so um, that, being down there on the field, you know, it was kind of surreal, you know, seeing all the NFL players and the current and old NFL players meeting Vince Young, meeting the commissioner, you know, I, you know, it was an experience of a lifetime, definitely. Yeah, man. I saw you out there, man. I saw that. I thought it was cool how it was, like, a, a lot of camaraderie out there. It looks like, what from what I could see on ESPN, it had, like, each team had a little section. Right. Like, that was yeah. real cool how you could meet other people. Like, yeah. you know, just talk about that a little bit, man. How was that, just meeting some other well, Rams fans? No, it was, it was cool. It was pretty cool. So, I, I, I got a chance to... Um, actually joined some of their clubs, you know, I got like the Rams Empire, then you got the Rams Die Hard. Yeah, These, so like sports clubs. <laughs> <laughs> These are sports clubs that or uh, you know, really just follow the team closely that the teams actually that the LA Rams chose to come down to the draft and gave, you know, them pretty much free tickets to come down. So um, I got a chance to be a part of those clubs, take pictures with them, yell, you know, the most the only thing that kinda was kind of like you know kind of weak for me was um we didn't have a pick to the third round so it took us a while to really have something to cheer for so like the first day and half yeah. of the second day we was yeah. just there for the experience yeah i used to wait in the long yeah i used to wait long periods of time to have something to cheer about that's a good point you know we we up and coming though you know if you look at the vegas eyes you know we got the second best eyes to win the super bowl so you know everybody i talk to when i have my rams jersey sport my team out there it's like man the rams serious man uh man i don't even want to play the rams this year you know I, i guess we definitely put in fear in the league you know, year round. You yeah. know, so I can't wait to you know start the season. You're talking to some weak people, crazy. thinking like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, What's that? So you had a good. <laughs> so you so you had a good time out there. Would you recommend it for for uh, NFL fan? No, I definitely would. I mean, outside the building, they had stuff like you know forty times where people can run the forty. They had a vertical jump. Well, I did over 38 inches, so I was a little Oh, yeah, dimension. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to what talk about ran, no 40 times. <laughs> what happened with that? You... No, no, 38 inches was pretty. No. Nah, you skipped over the 40, bro. <laughs> if I had 40, I can get it. Oh, no, what no. did you run in the 40? Oh, I, I didn't run in the 40, man. I, You know, these old legs can't move like they used to. Oh, so. uh, <laughs> I know I probably could have got a 4-7, 4-6, though, if I did. Oh, it's, it's convenient oh, no, to say that now when you ain't out there, no. <laughs> no, indeed. But look, 
you know, I'm glad that you was able to go out there. I'm glad you had a great time, man. Did you did you uh, did you meet anybody like cool? Yeah, so I met a couple. I got a chance to shake a couple of the draft picks' hands. Actually, you know, uh, Josh Rosen, I shook his hand. Uh, Marcus Davenport, I shook his hand. Yeah, uh, Saint, who that? That Saint, you know, which I, I got something I want to talk about later. I'm not sure about that. But um, uh, I met Vince Young before we went into the draft, which he was not really. He really wasn't a nice guy, to be honest with you. You know, he it uh. almost seemed. It almost seemed as if he was take, there taking pictures because he had to be there, not really because he wanted to. You know, I asked him, you know, for a small video to shout out one of his hugest fans. You know, I worked with, and he just like pretty much shut me down, and you know, uh, almost had like his bodyguards come and move me. But you know, I was like, oh no, 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 that's okay. You know, let's go ahead and take this picture. You know, y'all don't have to. You know, you don't have to bring your bodyguards or the lady or whoever he was with was about to pretty much remove. Asked for the video. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The way his career ended, he shouldn't be. He right. should be the most humblest guy ever. And I, I agree, a hundred percent. And that's what you know. I was saying. I was like, come on, man. Like you know, all I asked for was, was a three to five second video saying, shouting out one of your best fans. You know, and he just pretty much shut it down. But the picture was nice. You know, it was cool. He kind of took pictures with the fans. You know, I don't want to totally trash the dude, but after you trash the hey man, that's cool. You know, the, and another person I, you know, the, probably the most prized person I met was the NFL commissioner. You know, a lot of people boo the guy. You know, every time you step on the, the, the you know, the, the, the stage. But so you, you know, wasn't booing him, bro. You wasn't booing him. You gonna call me out, bro? <laughs> I'm trying to find out. <laughs> you are, you fake. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I, you know, just for the experience, I booed him too. But you want to shake his hand? Time, You're a really I nice like, guy. You know, I was kind of. I, I like meeting him because, you know, he, you know, he does get booed a lot. But when he stepped in the crowd, he was like, you know, really meeting people, taking time out, talking people, shaking hands, like almost presidential, like kissing babies, you know, taking time, <laughs> taking selfies with pretty much all the fans. So I like that aspect that he's really trying to appeal to the fans and not be the guy that's being booed. You can really tell that it affects him, that he doesn't want to be booed. You know, so I kind of felt bad after that, you know, once he stepped in the crowd and started meeting the fans. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point. He's not a well-liked guy. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he appears to be a pretty nice guy, but just looking at his actions and actions speak louder than words, you know, Thursday night football, the, the players are crying out saying it, it's dangerous for them to be out there and they don't want to stop that. But, hey, let's tinker with the kickoffs. You know, the kickoffs aren't safe. Yeah. Let's have, you know, concussion protocol because we're a league that – you know, want to, you know, magnify uh, safety, you know. Yes. But then again, you got these guys playing on Thursday night. So I think it's kind of like his actions, you know, is why people don't really like him. He, he's kind of low-key has a lot of hypocritical ways. Plus, bro, you know Bounty Gate, bro. You know you got a little reason, yeah. a little underlying reason and not like Oh, him. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. And then that too, you know, he, he brings down to him with, Bounty, with his Bounty Gate, <laughs> the Flake Gate, like – it's like he want to slam people when they make mistakes. But then again, you know, there's no real guaranteed contracts like the NBA. Even though contracts are getting a little better, you know. I didn't mean to get into this, but, you know, you know they're getting better. But then you look at how much money is reported that he makes a year. You know, he making sure he get his. Hey, I'll be making sure I get mine, too. I, I mean, I, I understand that. I'll be but, securing my bag, too. But, you know, why not do something with the cap to make – to make guaranteed country. These guys I mean, are breaking themselves. I mean, you see Kirk Cousins just kind of tried to flip it up a little bit, and he got all his guarantees. So maybe, you know, maybe he'll set a new trend 
for the rest of the players, you know. Yeah. I don't see where it'll ever be fully guaranteed situation for everybody, but maybe Kirk Cousins, you know, is kind of that first person to kind of start a new yeah. trend. Yeah, but uh, not to run off on a tangent, low. So, what you with? You know, you got anything else, man? Uh, I, I would just say, um, you know, it, it was a good experience. You know, it's it's different. You know, when you seeing it live versus you know when you sitting at home watching the game. You know, just watching it in between picks and watching almost like you know the picks go in a long time ago. You know, when you watching it live, you get to really see the picks go in. It's almost like they running the clock down for commercials and for you know just pretty much like political reasons. You know, it's like if they really wanted to run the draft, the draft can go pretty fast. So that right. aspect of it, seeing that really they just really milking the clock and they can really move it fast along if they really wanted to. I thought this draft did move pretty fast though. I did. I, more like, so once it got to kind of the second and third day. That first yeah. day is always going to kind of. I be feel like it didn't out. slow down until it got to Dallas and, you know, they had to, you know, milk it, you know, because it's their home and they want to, you know, you know how that Jerry wants to do. But yeah, man, that's cool, man. I'm glad you got to experience that, man. We feel like we, you know, a part of the team went out there. So, you know, we, we felt like we was out there, you know. So uh, we appreciate that report, man. I'm sure the listeners, you know, have something, some insight, you know. Because yeah. cool. nobody ever thinks like, oh, let's go to the draft. You know, that's going to be boring. But like like you said, yeah. man, that sounds like a blast to me. Yeah, it sounds very and exciting, man. Any true fan would love to do that, you know, any true sports NFL fan. So, you know, while, we, while we're on the draft, let's just stay there for a second. You know, it's a lot that we can get into. Um uh, I'm glad that it's finally over. You know, it's anticipating to see what we what we what we guess things at. But uh, I wanted to first talk about Baker Mayfield going number one. We talked about I think it was like a couple podcasts ago, yeah. maybe the last podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. like it's no way Baker Mayfield is yeah, going number yeah, yeah. one. I got and it. <laughs> here we are. Of course, the Cleveland Browns gotta throw a monkey wrench like they always do, and they take Baker Mayfield at number one. What do y'all think about that? You think it's gonna work out or what? I think um I think it has a chance to work out. Honestly, of course, as we stated, I wouldn't have gone Mayfield at number one, but it's really kind of crazy hearing after the fact how many teams were really, really high on Baker Mayfield. Uh, they talk about how high the Patriots were on him. They talked about probably even eight to, you know, seven or eight teams that had him as, you know, either their first or second quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing him going number one, I guess, wasn't a surprise to a lot of people that were behind the scenes. Um, but the reason that I really think that it can work is just based upon what he's getting surrounded with. You know, he's coming into a situation with Cleveland where they've actually given him weapons now. You know, you're looking at Josh Gordon and you looking at um, Jarvis Landry and looking at Corey Coleman and they drafted Callaway and then all the running backs that they have there now with Hyde and, you know, all of those guys. So I think he's actually coming into a, a pretty good situation. I hate to almost speak too soon because it is the Cleveland Browns, but they have put together some good weapons there. I, I think, you know, you know, he's going to go there, and to me, it's still Tyrod's team. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be Tyrod's team mm-hmm. to me probably all year unless Tyrod really just poop the bed and just do terrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. I think it's Tyrod's team, you know, and I think he's probably going to really sit, you know, for a little bit. And, I mean, I, 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 I don't agree with the pick, you know. And then, you know, being there at the draft and watching the Browns fans' faces, you know, when they made that pick, that was too – that pick and the Saints pick was pretty – 
much like the shockers of the draft. Like everybody heard the chirps of you know them picking them like three or four days before the draft, but nobody really believed that that was going to happen. Yeah, you know, and then it happened, and like the fans were really upset. They really wanted Sam Darnold. The fans wanted Sam Darnold. You know, and I honestly, you know, I think he was deserving. Him and Josh Rosen was deserving of that first pick. But Baker Mayfield, I feel like with the first pick was really just a reach to me. I feel like the Browns reached in both of their picks, really. So, I, I mean, I don't really like the pick, to be honest. Yeah, and then the weird thing about it to me is to, is to bring up another conversation, is that Baker Mayfield, with all his antics and uh, on the field, as well as off the field getting arrested and on the field, we all know he lost his captainship yeah. uh, the last game because of his antics on the previous game, you know, groping himself and – Flipping off the the opposing team, you know, just you know, just doing a lot of egregious stuff. But he's rewarded with a number one pick. But then you have a Darius Geis who hasn't been in any any trouble yeah. off the field nor on the field. Yeah. He's not known for real antics either. We all agreed, and I'm sure that nobody would fight me on it when I say he's the second best running back Definitely. in this class, and that's saying a lot because Saquon is just on another plateau. So, and Darius Geis out of just, you know, Darius Geis saying he's number two, you're really just saying he's number one because Saquon is just a freak of nature. I don't even count him in the class. And it causes him his first round. It causes him a first round pick. That's a lot of money. Because too. of rumors of, you know, this, that, and the other. He was late for meetings. He was this, that, and the other. He didn't do well in interviews and whatnot. And he drops. What Like, what's up with that? But you got Baker Mayfield. Essentially, there's part on hard proof that he was a problem, and he goes number one. Yeah, like you said, I mean, that's that's no, kind of a tough – Yeah, that's a tough situation. I mean, it gets into a – hate to say it, but it's a, a privileged situation where they just kind of, you know, like you said, ignored Baker's antics. And then guys, as you said, those are just rumors. Like, right. to me, nothing has been proven there. Like, I've heard so many different reports. Some reports are saying that kind of stuff happened. Some other good, legit sources are saying none of that stuff happened. And yeah. Even the owners of the team said that it didn't happen. And so it's kind of crazy to see that. And like you said, it really hurt, guys. The difference in the amount of money that he could have made mm-hmm. based upon his true value of where he should have went mm-hmm. opposed to where he actually ended up going and falling into the draft, like that's a big chunk of money, millions on top of millions of dollars. Um, and so it was kind of, of course, it was kind of tough to see that, you know. Yeah, and, you know, again, running backs, let's be honest, running backs have a shelf life of, what, maybe three to five years? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And that's not to say guys. I think guys is that's not speaking on his talent. He's an awesome player. I think he's going to have a long career. And he's one of my favorite players in this draft, you know, LSU alum, go Tigers. But, you know, just on average, you know, a running back's yeah. shelf life is three to five years, you know. And just like you said, that difference in him making that money, you know, it's very important yeah. in the, that he makes his money in the first half of his career than on the back end because of that. He's taking licks almost every play as a running back. Right. So that's why it's even more detrimental that he was able to slide. And I just think, again, you know, that go, that ties into Roger Goodell, you know, and why he's being booed. And just, you know, when you think about the Kaepernick situation, you look at your boy Eric Reed, yeah. another LSU alum, go Tigers. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, a lot of situations are handled, you know, unfairly in my opinion. And I just think that that's that plays a part in why Roger is not trusted as a commissioner. And I think that it just it's just you know why the ratings as a league is going down because of things like this. 
You know, it, you know, it's unfair for you to take that out of a young guy's, you know, you know, you're messing with a young guy's future because of rumors and nothing's proven. But then he's looking at Baker Mayfield can do whatever he wants and go number one, you know. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I hate to be the Debbie Downer. Let's let's get things. Right. Let's get, get it back. Let's, up. Yeah, let's get really it back. Up, up, man. Just so, <laughs> so you know, out of the top five QBs, we had you know, I think they said it was the first draft in a while. Was was five QBs in the first yeah, round? Which one do you feel like you know is gonna have a great career? Like I feel like you know, it's it's a couple things in my opinion that plays a part into a success of a QB. First of all, he has to go to the right system. He has to go to the right coaching staff that can develop him. And, you know, thirdly, he has to have the weapons around him and that veteran presence that can usher him in, and he has to have a great line. So with that being said, I don't know what y'all guidelines are for a successful QB. Which QB in this draft do y'all think is going to be the best one or have the best career? I I think by far, you know, and this is sticking with, you know, who I thought was the best quarterback in this draft, you know, is Josh Rosen. He was, you know, you can tell he was definitely pissed off during the draft, you know, and when he came up and he actually got his pick, you know, he didn't fall as far as like the Aaron Rodgers and not, but he felt like he should have went in that top three, and I rightfully so, I think he should have. But if you look at what where he's going, he's going to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they not, you know, as good as they were in the last, you know, not last year but the year before. But he's going to a, a team where he's going to sit behind probably Sam Bradford, you know. But you look at Sam Bradford, who's injury prone. Mm-hmm, but you look at definitely. you know his offense. He's gonna have you know David Johnson, arguably you know most dynamic running back in the league. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the Cardinals picked up Christian Kirk right. second round. Yeah, so they picked that was up a good a pick. Solid, Great pick. Solid pick, you know. So they got Josh Rosen and Christian Kirk can almost grow together, you know, as they both learn, you know, the NFL. Then you got Larry Fitzgerald there, you know. what I'm saying you got the base to build around, you know, and he has the confidence. He, you know, you listen to this guy in interviews and he talks about, you know, you want your quarterback borderline to have cocky. That, yeah. You want that yeah. type a, you know, personality Definitely. with your quarterback. You know, if you want some passive guy, you know, that that's not what you want the quarterback position. So this guy has the confidence. He says he's going to be great. He says at the end of the day, all these quarterbacks that went in front of him and going in the same draft, he's going to be the last quarterback standing. I don't know what else you need to hear from a quarterback other than that. So, that gave me the confidence to know that, hey, this guy is serious about his work ethic. And, you know, a lot of things came out about this guy that, you know, he was the rich kid and he felt privileged and a lot of people, his personality rubbed people the wrong way. Nobody cares about that, you know. Right. When it comes, you get on that field and you show that you can you can ball, nobody nobody cares. They're going to follow you if you win in games. And I think this guy is going to prove people, a lot of people wrong and make a, a lot of people mad they didn't take this guy top three. Right, right. And honestly, I really don't have to add too much on that because, you know, throughout this whole process, Los and I have always agreed that Rosen has been that guy. Um, And I just like the chip that he has on his shoulder now. I like that, honestly. He fell to 10, so now he can think about those three quarterbacks that were taken ahead of him. He can think about those nine guys total that were taken ahead of him. And he can have that chip on his shoulder, and that's going to make him work even harder, be dialed in even more. Um, He already has all the mechanics, all the tools, like – to me, you know, by far to me, he, he's always been the number one quarterback on my board. And so, like you just said, Los, I think he's falling into a good situation. I think he'll actually see the field this year, like you said, with Sam Bradford's um, health issues. And, and just an interesting point, um, in the last 10 years, there's been one quarterback that's been drafted in the first round that has not started a game in that season. 
Mm-hmm. That only quarterback has been EJ Manuel. So within the last ten years, last ten drafts, only one first round quarterback hmm. hasn't started a game in the season. That's interesting. Man. And Rodgers didn't. I thought he sat behind Brett Favre for a little bit. Hmm. And Rodgers, I thought he sat behind Brett Favre for a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, that was that was oh five though. I'm talking oh, ten years, okay, ten years, gotcha. ten okay, years span. Ten years, yeah, yeah. Time moving, man. Yeah, time, time moving. moving. Dang, that's crazy. It's crazy to think Aaron Rodgers been in that yeah. long, huh? Wow, that's crazy. I like I like what y'all guys said. I like the points that Carlos brought up. I'm rolling, but I think that you know, honestly, with me, I think you know, I would have to go Sam Darnold. I think that he's fell into a good, pretty good, pretty decent situation. Um, I think that he's going to have an opportunity to learn from one of the, I think, better veteran yeah. quarterbacks who's willing to take yeah, McCown younger. Right. Yep, Josh McCown. He's willing to, you know, you know, he's a guy that's willing, that's proven to take younger guys under his wing. And uh, I think that that's going to be good for Sam Donald. I think he has the skill set. And I think that that's the situation that it's going to be. I think the most successful quarterback in this class is going to be the one that's not rushed into it. And I feel like, you know, just like you mentioned, you know, Sam, you know, he hasn't been, you know, healthy for a full season ever. So, you know, it's he's I don't want to I don't want to sound like I'm wishing yeah, him no, to no, get no. injury. Yeah, at no, all. no, we feel what you're saying. But with his saying. past, you know, it's almost you have to almost assume that, you know, Rosen's going to have to step in at some point. And is he ready? That's the question. You know, when you push those rookies too fast, you know. It, you know, it, it hinders their I, growth. Yeah, I think he's ready, though. I mean, you saw a guy in Deshaun Watson that was ready to step up. To me, even down the stretch, Mitchell Trubisky played pretty well. Um, you even look at, in his limited time, his one start, really, Patrick Mahomes was ready to kind of step in there and get going. And really, when I look at Josh Rosen, you know, I view him being in the conversation with those guys. You know, so I, I think he, he could do it. If he's asked to midway through the season, Sam Bradford goes down or something like that, that's just how high I am on Josh Rosen, but you know, it's almost it's almost guaranteed at some point. And I hate to say this, like you said, Rob. You know, Sam Bradford is just his knees are bad. He has bad knees, you know, and he he had that issue when he was with the Rams, when he was with the Eagles, you know, you know, and just so on and so forth. His knees is what his knees is. You know, he when he plays, he's good. You know, he's a good. He completes a high percentage of passes, but at some point. Josh Rosen is going to get his chance this season. We all know that, and I feel like he's the most pro-ready QB, you know, in in the, the in this draft. Yeah, I agree. So I think that we can segue into winners and losers. Who um, winners and losers in this draft? I guess I'll go first. I think that a winner in this draft would I would have to say Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm looking at the first 10, 10 picks, guys, and I'm like. I cannot believe that Minka is still here. Like I knew yeah. that, you know, he would, you know, it would be the, this quarterback thing that would go, but I didn't think that Minka would be there. The Dolphins almost, I'm think, I'm knowing in my mind they're probably wanting a quarterback, you know, or thinking that they would take a quarterback. But you, it's no way you could pass up on Minka. Yeah, he fell into their lap. So I feel like I feel like they really won at that 11 spot by being able to get Minka there, man. I yeah. feel like that was a, a great pickup for them. And he's a, I think he's going to be a, a anchor on that defense. Yeah. Going when, I, forward. when I look at it, you know, and some people may have mixed feelings, but I actually, I think the Giants won. Um, Saquon Barkley, to me, was the, the best 
player in the draft. Definitely. Uh, so you get the number one talent, you know, coming in there at that number two pick, and then you reinforce that with going and getting um, Hernandez, Will Hernandez, in that second round. So you're solidifying that run game a little bit more. You're solidifying that offensive line yeah. to even protect um, Eli a little bit more. Yeah. And so I just look at that. I mean, you got Saquon, man. You you win. And you got Odell. <laughs> yeah, right. Saquon and Odell, yeah. that's, a, that's a monster combo. Yeah, so... Nah, that's a good point. You kind of took my remark. I, don't know why. I was gonna go say the same two. They first two picks. I was gonna say that same point. Um, but I can I can kind of switch over. I would have to say um, I like what the um, Green Bay Packers did. You know, they kind of remind me of what Atlanta Falcons did a few years ago when they went and got Trufant. You know, and then they went and got uh, Robert Alfred in the second round. They went and got two of the top corners in the draft. You know, you got you know, Alexander, you know, from Louisville, then you go second round and you go get Josh Jackson, you know, you yeah. got two of, you know, a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, that is. That is. That's nasty. Best cornerback, you know what I'm saying? And, and they, they their secondary second play has been poor for the past couple of years. Yeah. Right. So I, I like that a lot that they were able to get two of the top corners in this draft, you know, and Josh Jackson, who would ever saw him slipping, you know, into the second round? I really thought he was a first round talent. You know, he led the nation in picks, you know, so that was a shocker for me. Yeah, I I agree. I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, just like you said, they was able to get their guys while trading and gaining assets, too. So that makes it even that much sweeter. They traded actually with my squad, you know. And, you know, whenever you're able to do that, man, you're winning. You're able to get the guy you want and gain an asset. Yeah, definitely. So I I really like that. I I think another winner, I would say, uh, I really, really, really love Roquan in Chicago. I yeah. really, really like that. Roquan you know, nice. Kind of like that, you know, when I think about, you know, Mike, I mean, Erlacher, Brian Erlacher, mm-hmm. you know, just the great line, linebacker culture that's with the Bears. It was like a match. It was like yeah. a match made in heaven. I was yeah. like, that makes so much sense that they would go there. Like, in our mock, we had uh, Denzel Ward going there. But, of course, the Browns, who would have ever expect the Browns? Browns I think yeah. they re- Like you said, Lowe, you said that earlier. They You said it when it happened. You put it in the group, and he was like, man, that was a reach. And I was like, I agree with you completely. But, you know, Roquan, you know, that's just a match made in heaven. They're getting a hard worker. They're getting a supreme talent, future pro bowler, I think, and a great starter, a quality starter. So, I mean, I think I really like that pick, too. Yeah. Right. I look at it, and I'm just, you know, you look at the Browns. They really just threw off. I think they threw off a lot of teams' draft boards. You know, you definitely at, did. You know, they probably thought, you know, people, they definitely was going to go Bradley Chubb. But their team actually came out and said they had – the same grades on both Ward and Bradley Chubb, but they and then you look at the defensive end position is way more. The pass rush is way more exactly. important. Yeah, at a premium over a cornerback. And they had the opportunity you know? to put him uh, across from. I mean, uh, you know, on the other end next to uh, Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett yeah. you know? Right, exactly. So you look at that, and that was really shocking when they went and got Ward. So again, you say they reach on both of their picks, Baker Mayfield and Ward. You know, which threw the whole draft off. Which you know. You know, we did mock, you know, Quentin Nelson to the coast, though. So, that was, yeah, I think we did that nail cool. that one. So, I, I like that pick, too. Yeah, yeah. We did So, so would you say the Browns are a loser? I'm hearing you saying that they kind of reached. I think you? that with with my second pick, if I got two picks in the top five, my first pick is going to be a, a need, and my second pick is going to be the best player available. That's the advantage of having two picks that high because you're right. guaranteed, almost yeah. guaranteed two of the top position yeah. players, you know. So why would you go and get Denzel Ward and you got a Bradley Chubb? I don't care if you don't need a defensive end. Mm. Get this talented pass rusher, 
transitional talent guy. Yeah. On, you know, I need him on my team. And like, they had the two first picks in the second round, so you right. know they could have. Oh, they they, they, yeah. they squandered that too. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't yeah. know. But the Browns, you know, they just they just don't get it, man. But I mean, they you know only time will tell, you know. But they, you know, then they draft Justin Gilbert in the first round a, co- a few years back. Was it? I can't. I can't remember. From Virginia all the time Tech. I, I know who yeah. you're talking about. I can't remember what. You're talking about the cornerback. Yeah. What's the name? Just. Uh, I don't remember his name. I can't think of his. It name wasn't Justin Gilbert. Head, but he ended up being a bust, though. It is. It is definitely Gilbert. I can't it's totally Justin. remember. Yeah. I, I think I you you on it right now. Yeah. I can't remember the exact round and all that kind of yeah. stuff at this point. I but, thought it was the first round, but I yeah. don't know. But but who else you viewed as kind of? Because I'm I'm hearing the, the Browns are a partial loser. I didn't hear outright loser. Any other teams you thought kind of? Oh yeah, we, yeah. I, I, I say this. I say this, and it probably won't be popular. But to me, I think the Saints um, is a loser. To me. Like, <laughs> hey, chill <laughs> out, man. I can feel the tension right chill there. Out. Yeah, chill out. Chill out. The people, the listeners, don't want to hear that. But to me, you know, just I'm gonna just give you my experience from the draft. You know, um, being at the draft and seeing the Saints trade up to that pick, it was like the Saints fans was buzzing. You know, we were right next to the Saints fans. They were buzzing. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. They about to go get Lamar Jackson. Everybody wanted Lamar Jackson. And so at that point, um, and I seen them go get a deep end, and then they gave up a first-round pick, you know, in the, you know, for their next year, 2019 first-round yeah. pick for a deep end. It kind of shocked everybody because usually when you trade up, you go get a quarterback. So that's why I say – you know, I, I feel like they were a loser to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to let you speak on that right quick, Rob, because I know yeah. you're a Saints fan. I don't know if you want to rebuttal right well, now or just kind of save it or it's what. It's actually a great segue into our next segment where we're going to grade our favorite team's uh, picks. So yeah, speak up on the Saints. Let's right? segue. Yeah. Um, the grade, I actually like the move. It's two things that the move told me, you know, because essentially going to the draft, I'm on recorded. I'm you know, recorded multiple times saying that I would like for us to get, um, uh, you know, a predecessor to Breeze. So when the pick came and we, when it was rumored, on, I'm seeing on Twitter that it's rumored that we're trying to trade up to get into the draft. It's like, it's almost happening. We're going to, we're about to go grab Lamar. We're about to go grab a quarterback. And we get our pick and it's Davenport. I'm not mad at it at all. I'm not mad at the pick, and I'll tell you why. Because one thing that that pick is telling me that we're about winning. You know, we're we're gonna we're about winning. We're putting all the marbles. Just like I told y'all in the group, we're putting all the marbles in the table. We're going for it right now. You know, yeah, backup quarterback would have been nice, but we said, you know, we, we said, hey, we're gonna go ahead and get, you know, what we you know what we feel is nice. We're padding up that defense. We're continuously working on that defense. Uh, we drafted another, you know, safety. You know, which is a decent guy. Uh, we, I think overall, I would give our draft grade probably a C. Okay. Um, okay. I think that with our second round pick, I think that we could have, you know, maybe made a move there. But the only thing that's really kind of disturbing that why well, I give us a C, even though I don't mind the move. Again, I, I reiterate, I don't mind the move because we got a Davenport, which is one of the best pass rushers in the draft. Uh, but I'll give us a C because we had to give away our yeah. first round pick yeah. next year, and that's very, very yeah. risky. Right. That's why I say we put our marbles in front of the table because if you know if, if we get a if we have a again I, I don't want to say this, but you know we know how football is. You know you can take some blows. You can go in on on a high horse, and then next 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 thing you know 
you're in the top five in the next year's draft. I'm sure you, you know about that, Ramon. Oh, you trying to throw a little jab. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you trying to throw so, a little jab. Huh? It's risky. I'm comfortable with the move. I like the move. From what I read about Davenport is that he's a hard worker. He's a nice, he's a good size, prototypical size. I'm um, looking at Sheldon. We already have Sheldon Rankins. We already we got Cam Jordan. Yeah. And, you know, it's no secret that we the, the saying is we need to get Cam some help. So now we finally got somebody that can anchor that other side of the line and, you know, actually put some pressure on these Matt Ryans and these Cams and, you know, these, these guys we're facing in our division. So I'm yeah. comfortable with it. Yeah. So to counter what you said, you know, I, I understand about the trading and everything, but I'm comfortable with it. So I'll get a sign to see. I'll get my sign to see draft. That's fair. I, I, I respect that honesty, though. I 100% respect that honesty with that. You know, like I said, you know, I, I, I actually work at UTSA, and Marcus Davenport is the man on campus, you know, so it's not a knock against the player. But, like, you know, we were talking about, like you mentioned, and like I mentioned, you know, it was just so much like, you know, they gave up a lot, you know, that first one. Yeah, we did. A lot to move up for a defense end. So that's my only problem. That's why I would say they're a loser. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were for to get him, you know, if he was for the ball to their pick in the first round, yeah. which he probably would have. I don't have. think he would have. We had yeah, to go get him. He would have. We had to go yeah, get him. But yeah. I think they would have been a winner, you know. But just being that they had to give up that first round pick is what makes me think they're a loser. I feel like yeah. they could have gave up less, or I don't know. And then I'm not, I'm like not, it. I'm not doubting our staff, bro. We, yeah. we last year we drafted the offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year, and the offensive, and, and we Ram got Ramchick with our yeah. last pick, and Marcus, Williams. and we got Marcus Williams, yeah. which is a great. Despite the last play, he played. If you watch, <laughs> yeah. if you watch Saints oh, games. Great. He was a beast, if not one of the top two, uh, number one rookie safety in the league last year. Awesome yeah. guy. You know, we got a lot of good yeah, things. Yeah, Michael Kamar- Thomas the year before Kamara. Yeah, I mean. So, it's been solid. We, we've been drafting pretty well. So, I trust our staff, man. So, what do you get your Rams as a grade, man? Your draft grade? I get my Rams a solid. I mean, we didn't have a first or a second round, so our picks wasn't that sexy, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of players that we had, you know, they're not really known, big-name players. But we drafted, you know, off of best available, and we also got players. We got some pass rushers. So I would give them, being that we didn't have that much draft capital, you know, um, well, I guess we did have a bunch of draft capital, but our picks was late, you know, in the rounds. So I will give us a solid B. B, maybe C plus, you know, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there, just because, you know, again, I feel like we got some, we got some officer line depth, you know, we needed that we, you know, it was a miracle last year that all our officer line stayed healthy all year. And then, you know, we grabbed some linebackers, you know, we ended up trading Robert Quinn to the Dolphins and um, our Miller linebacker to the Giants. So we, you know, to clear those contracts. So we've got some young pieces at those positions you know, to fill in our defense. So I feel like we grabbed players we needed and we also got some depth. So I give us a solid B, B minus. I can see that. I can see that. So what'd yeah. you get your calls from, yeah. man? Speaking of my coach, I would say, I'm going to start off with the draft grade. I would say we got a solid B. Um, a B? And this, this is why okay. I say we got a B. I think that our draft, of course, that, that first pick um, at, at number six, getting Quentin Nelson, that was huge for us. That's I love Quentin plus. Nelson. I love um, that pick. So that's a top three talent that you really get at the sixth slot. Um, then I like in the second round what we did with our second pick in the second round with going and grabbing Braden Smith. Um, really, if you go back and look at our rankings, the Colts, we grabbed two of the top five guards on our rankings that we had for our um, pre-draft rankings. Sure. Um, so you got to solidify that line. You got to protect luck. That's your biggest asset. 
I do think that we reached um, on on Darius Leonard, and I also think that we reached on Toure as well. Oh, hey, man, I like Darius. Yeah, man. I like Darius, and he was number five on our line back of rankings. But you know, he's my that, sleeper. Yeah, he was your sleeper. I just think that at that spot with that talent that was still available, I understand. This is what I will give. Ballard. That's the third line. Yeah, this is what I will give Ballard. Ballard came into the draft with his strategy. And he did not deviate from that. So even when certain guys were falling, he came in and he said, basically, we are building this team from the inside out. Instead of from the past, the Colts have built a lot from the outside within. And that's been the wrong way to build a team. Mm -hmm. So he had his strategy. We had some guys that fell to us. Deion Kane falling to us in the sixth round, which was a top five wide receiver in our rankings. You know, your sleeper and Naheem Hines, you know, us grabbing him. Um, I think that that can be oh, a nice, yeah. useful that pick. He can come yeah. out of the backfield. That's going to turn out. Y'all been needing that for a while. Right, Y'all right. Y'all been needing that for a while. So I think overall we had different spots where I thought we kind of reached. But still, when you really look at it, solidifying that offensive line, going and getting some potential pass rushers there, we – End up drafting a total of, I think, three linebackers. So trying to solidify that as well. And then going and getting a Deion Kane, um, you know, getting a Darius Fountain from Northern Iowa. Um, I thought overall it was a solid draft. So I give us a B. I wouldn't say that it stood out from, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else really, but I thought it was okay. I know so we kind of trapped. I would have oh, paid okay, if you out drafted Darius Guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would have given us a. <laughs> I would have given us an A, no Oh, doubt. yeah, you you was pissed to try yeah, and take I was, guys. I, you was in the group me. I cannot believe that bro, we I'm, I'm going to be that. honest, bro. I'm going to be honest. I literally had a tweet saved up, ready, thought we were about I to take Darius, did. guys. I, I was ready did. to fire it off, bro. I, I had to go know. and delete my tweet. You're going to be even you gonna even, even be sicker when you see how well guys do. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely going to be sick. I know that. I know that. And then we, I know we trashed the tight ends, but... Hey, a tight end did slip into that first round. And, and, you know, Baltimore took him. Did they trade to get him? They trade to get him? Uh, they had. They, no, I think they sat back and got him, and they traded back in to get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, they traded back in to get Lamar Jackson. They traded back in to get Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, at 32. But, I think but at 25, the Titans were at 25, right? Maybe they did. They yeah, did. Man, I, I, it was so much movement in that yeah. first round, to be honest. Like, trying to think of it and replay it in my mind right now, I can't talk but about it. But either way, he the, went. the Baltimore, <laughs> Hayden Hurst went to Baltimore, yeah. and I like the pick. Yeah. <laughs> I like the pick. Right, right, right. Like, you know, I, I mean, we did trash the tight end. I mean, we didn't trash them, but we did say it was a weaker class this year. But, I, you know, the more film study I did on Hayden Hurst, he's a good blocker. He got good hands. He's a multiple sport athlete, you know. So I mean, I like that pick. Yeah. You know, when you think about Baltimore, you know they they you know, they got some tight end history there. Yeah, he's definitely an older guy too. But you know, yeah, you know, we'll about see. what twenty five, we'll I think. But how did Jackson? How did would they let Jacksonville pad their line again by getting Tavon Bryan, bro? Yeah, dog, that's tough. Bro, in our division. That's why we got those two guards because we got to drop them. Y'all need them, man. Weekend. I hate. I, bro, I was I, when I saw that, I was like, bro, this would happen, bro. It was so much chaos going on that you know I'm like, bro, whatever y'all do, like Pittsburgh, y'all y'all didn't y'all didn't have a need for a defensive tackle there. Y'all like y'all like Terrell <laughs> Edmonds that much. That Gosh, was a reach, man. Yeah, how about how about DJ Chart going to the Jaguars though? I, like I know. That a lot. You know, he's that was one of our good players. Pick. Yeah, I like. 
Yeah, for you to lose Allen Robinson and then be able to come back and get a DJ Chark who can take the top off the defense. Yeah, I love it. We talked about that a lot pre-draft, though, that that would be a good landing spot for him. Yeah, we did. We did. So, shout out to DJ Chark. Shout out to Darius Geis. And shout out to anybody. Oh, yeah, we took a Tiger. Hmm? The Saints, they took a Tiger. Offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, Will Clapp. Yeah, yeah, Will Clapp. Shout out to Will Clapp, too, man. Shout out to Danny Edlin getting drafted. Man, shout out to Boston Scott, man. Yeah, Boston Zachary Scott. Zachary Louisiana man. native got drafted. Zachary High alumni. Shout out to – we all some Zachary yeah, High yeah, graduates. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Boston, out to Boston Scott. Shout out to Boston. And my Saints took him. He he reminds me of a little bit. Of, a little bit. Don't kill me, guys. Darren Sproles. Oh, I'm not going to kill okay, you because okay, I can see it. Okay. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. I mean, I think that that's the perfect landing spot, too, because our system catered to that smaller, quick bat. You know, we'll be able to use him in the return game if he's able yeah. to make the team, which I think he'll make the yeah. team. Because I think he's better than any fourth yeah. fourth string running back we got on the squad. Yeah, I just hope he don't take too much from my boy Kamara in fantasy this oh, year. Oh, no, he ain't going to take uh, <laughs> Oh, no. So, that's your keeper this year? Uh, potentially. Uh, that's left to be determined. So, I mean, I think, you know, is there anything else, man? I mean, we knew we would be a little longer today because well, the draft. Uh, my last thing I would say is Rashad Penny. How about him being the second running back off the board, you know, that was shocking to me. Because I mean, of guys? He was, he was my my sleeper, you know, and I liked him to go in like the, maybe the third, second, end of the second, third round. But for him to be the second running back off the board to go to the Seahawks is kind of surprising. He going get a lot you know, of burn too, bro. And then they said they even got an offer, like a team offered to trade for him once they drafted. So it sounded like a lot of people was really high on Yeah, they, they thought he was going to fall. Yeah, they thought he was going to fall. And he going to get a lot of burn yeah. there, man. He going to get a lot of burn. I like the Bengals going to get Billy Price. I like Billy Price. Yeah, uh, yeah. Center out, yeah, of, Billy, out uh, of Ohio State. I really like oh, him. Oh, uh, my bad. I'm, I'm thinking of James State, I see y'all went and picked up a backup quarterback, you know. Uh, yeah. Before, I wanted to know, speak J.T. Barrett. Oh, yeah. Oh, J.T. Barrett. I wanted to mention that in my grading. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I don't know how J.T. Barrett did not get drafted. I do not know how he didn't yeah. get drafted, bro. I don't know what, what it was. Yeah. But we got an absolute yeah. skill. Then we signed him to a three-year deal, so that yeah. means that that shows you what we feel, how we feel about him. And honestly, I mean, of course, I somewhat disagree with it because he turned out my coach. But I think he made a smart decision <laughs> yeah, actually going to the same because he ain't seeing the field no time soon with luck. He not yeah. seeing the. You know, I think he made a smart decision. So I did. think it was a good pickup. And then you y'all know only he was giving him a camp invite though, Ramon. Y'all was giving him a camp invite. The Saints actually signed him, so I mean, I would have did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought I thought we gave him a camp invite first. Yeah, and then once he accepted our camp invite, yeah, once he did that, then we signed him. So he was just looking at like, oh look, you know, I'm behind luck. I'm not gonna see because I mean, we signed you know backup quarterback, but like he's not, you know, he's not, you know, I'm more excited about JT Barrett, even though he's coming in, it's like the third or fourth string quarterback, you know. In my mind, he's a second string because Drew didn't miss no time last year, and Drew is just a freak of nature like like LeBron. So that's a good segue. <laughs> yeah, that's a good segue. So the playoffs are heating up. <laughs> every time I say, yeah. every that's playoff discussion, right the playoffs the play- are heating up. <laughs> but nah, the playoffs, you know, everything's going good, and the Raptors are making me look like a complete idiot. Absolutely, they are playing horrible. Hey man, bronze plan, man. Bronze plan. You saw that post on Facebook, man, and Instagram. Look, man. That's all I can say. Bron is playing amazing. We said he, I said he would have to be dropping forty points 
if they'd have a chance. But now, you know, love is coming on. Now he's he's supporting Cass, is motivated. Yeah. But you know, I just you know, me and Ramon was talking about this off off the off the record, but like it, it's just their mentality approach. Like you know, with Kyle Lowry and the more like how they approach it. Like I saw a, a clip of Kyle saying that, yeah, man, LeBron is like top three in the you know top three in the. You know, yes, top three of all time in the NBA. You know, and when you play a guy like that, I'm like, hold on, time out, bro. Like, you're competing against this guy. Like, I understand, like, you know, I'm not denying that LeBron is a top five player to ever play the game. But, like, you know, when you're playing your competition, like, you can't be bigging up your competition that much, bro. It's like they're almost like they play starstruck. And it's like they're scared of him, bro. If they had Lance Stevenson mentality yeah. toward LeBron, they would be they would win this series with no doubt. But because they're it's like they big him up so much, it's like they are like starstruck and just just a shell of themselves. Like like Lamar didn't even show up tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, I'll, I'll say this. You know, uh, you know we and. Kind of me and Ramon said this the last couple podcasts we brought up the Raptors. You know, you get to the playoffs, you're gonna get the same Raptors. You know, I don't. It's not. It's not a surprise. You know, and it's almost. It's embarrassing. It's like you do the number one seed. You work that hard just to get in the playoffs and choke. How do you lose your first two home games? Your first two home games. Yeah. You got home court advantage. Now you going game three to Cleveland. It's over with. A, a, a knee. You know, if you lose that game. Nobody's came back from 3-0, you yeah. know, so it's over at that point. So, you, it, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know. I, I'm really just, you know, I really thought that they was going to give them more of a run for their money. But, you know, you got LeBron James, you know, and I've always I've really not been the biggest LeBron James fan. But recently, i just been kind of sitting back watching this dude, and it's just, it's ridiculous. It you know, is. I tweeted out Listen. King James, you know, uh, when he hit that big three in the, the previous <laughs> series, but... You know, it's just it's crazy to me that how it, he's just dominating this game right now that nobody can't stop him, man. It's, it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous right now. It's like teams are just like I don't know what they're doing. Like the Pacers had them. They had two chances yeah. to put him away. And then for some odd reason, which I'll you know, we you know, when we had our coach of the year debate, you know, the Pacers coach was, you know, yeah. in our running prior to making that decision, you know, like why is Lance Stevenson on the bench and LeBron is, you know, we know everybody in the arena know that LeBron's going to take the game-winning shot and you got Lance Stevenson on the bench, wasn't in foul trouble. You know, I just yeah. don't, you know, that, I, it's questionable yeah. calls like that. I, I think it's one of those situations, though, where it gets down to it, kind of how Los is saying, man, honestly, we just got to admit it. LeBron is great, bro. He's great. And, and oh, no, I'm not taking that away from And him. what's going to happen, bro, there's going to always be situations that just perplex you with greatness. I mean, it happened during Kobe time where you got to scratch your head sometimes of how this happened or why this other coach made this decision. Honestly, when you're going against a talent like that, sometimes your brain is fried. That that person is just that good, honestly. I think I was one of the first people out of our group that was starting to really just like be like, okay, LeBron, he kind of that, that dude. Because you remember me, I was teasing me saying, oh, he's a LeBron yeah, you fan. Yeah, you were becoming a LeBron fan. I think I was one of the first ones. I was like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's he's great. Look, See, despite I, how I, I feel about him. I until Kobe retired. You yeah. Know, once Kobe retired, it's kind of like, all right. The debate, I've been so. I was like, he's off, you know, I can't, I ain't got to fight no more. You know, I was like, I can enjoy this guy now. But I always said, like, I just like I said, like, one of my, one of my buddies, he like, an avid LeBron fan ever since I've known him. And I used to have, you know, I had conversations. He'll tell you, you know, he'll be like, I always told him, I was like, I don't too much, 
You know, I'm not that fond of LeBron, but as far as his greatness yeah. and how he plays the game, I respect it so much. Yeah. You know, and, you know, other when he flopping and acting yeah. like somebody has, you know, just killed him when they tapped him. <laughs> right, right. You know, that irritates me. Right. But, you know, I respect him and the yeah. greatness that he's bringing. So, you know, the Raptors right. are in trouble. And I feel like, you know, I had the Raptors in the yeah. in the NBA Finals. And, so just, and just one more thing. At, at one point, and just even right now, bro, you just can't even knock LeBron at any point. Like, honestly, even when you watching him, stop trying to find a flaw here and there on his game and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it, the man it, is just great. Stop trying to that, say yeah. he don't got this. He don't got a jump shot. He not clutch. He not. He stop is trying clutch. To, yeah, stop trying he to say all that. He does have a jump shot. Yeah, he, he has all of that, bro. The dude is great. The dude is a top five player of all, all time. time. And even, too, for even LeBron fans, don't take that as an insult because I know sometimes I didn't say top five and y'all said, oh, well, you didn't say outright number one. That's that's not an insult. When I say LeBron is top five and among <laughs> Jordan and Kobe and Kareem and all that kind of stuff, that's a compliment to him. One of the greatest to ever do it. <laughs> they say so. they say he top two and he not two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Hey man, look, you know, so that boy Scary Terry, man. Yeah. Hey, Scary Terry that made me a believer, bro. He been he been balling out. Yeah, I man. think Blesso know who he is now. Yeah, he definitely knows who he is, bro. It was funny because even Drew, I mean, now he got now you got him. <laughs> Bledsoe, they had uh, reco- they had interviewed him, and he he even had to admit, he's like, you know, what do you want me to say? You know, he balled out. You know, what I'm saying he had to even admit it, but you know, he's been playing great, man. And you know, he's the part of why you know Boston hasn't depleted, even despite Kyrie going out like he did. Yeah. You know, Terry Rozier is in his contract year, and he's earning every penny, bro. Yeah, Terry. He, I mean, he's been yeah, killing Terry, it. Terry, Terry, trying to get that money, man. Yeah. So you wait. Who? So you got winning this Philly? Well, y'all picked Philly to go to the finals, right? Both of y'all did. No, I picked them to get to the conference finals, but you know, I still had Cleveland. I had to match oh, up the yeah, rematch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So y'all got Philly winning this yeah, series. I was the only one choose Philly. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, man. Yeah, I got man. Philly winning this series. Um, I got Ben Simmons. Pretty much the matchup with Cleveland and Ben Simmons. You know, in Philadelphia, I think that was going to be one of the most, you know, fun, you know, series to watch between Cleveland and Philly. You know, I think Boston is going to give them a good run. They'll probably go six, seven games, you know, Philly and Boston. But I think Philly going to end up pulling this off, you know, especially depending on tonight. It looked like it's a close one tonight, you know, as you're recording. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Boston is going to make it really, really interesting. I'm interested to see. I, I'm scared to even guess because my yeah. guesses have been so off this this playoff season. Yeah. I, I but think, I, I think that I, I think that Philly will squeeze it out. Yeah. But I'm I'm really low key. I'm hoping Boston lose. Just yeah. my that's my yeah, Lakers right. bias. Right. But but I think just looking at this, I mean, we've been talking about scary, scary Terry and all that kind of stuff. But this reinforces our coach of the year pick, bro. Brad Stevens is a top two coach in the league. Definitely. He is right behind Greg Popovich. There's no other coach in the league that's better than Brad Stevens. I, could agree. I agree with that. For him to coach these boys through all of these injuries, and not only that, you look at their system, you look at their defense, you look at you know Marcus Smart coming back and the role that he has him in and he's thriving in, it's amazing, man. So we talked about the Pelicans in, the, in Golden State Um I think the last podcast, yeah. and the Pelicans, it's just like we said, The like I brought up the first time, remember I was going through matchups? The Pelicans do 
do not match up well yeah. with Golden State. What I think yeah. Golden State has too much. Well, for any team, yeah, but, Golden State. Is but tough, it's man. it's even more obvious with the Pelicans. Like they do not match up with them at all, bro. Yeah, it, it's it's like you said. It's overall just a tough matchup. Is they trying to mix and match every now and then? You'll see Miritich try to check KD, and then he cooks him. Then they try to put Drew Holiday on him, and then Drew actually played decent defense, but KD can just continue to shoot over him. You seeing Draymond post a triple double so far, um, a triple double average right now, and then Steph just comes in and starts playing like, like he, he he never left. Like he was just on vacation or something, <laughs> right? And so those guys, are, they are just tough, man. Uh, I And then you didn't even mention how Draymond is playing excellent defense on AD. Yeah. You is. know, we saw how AD looked last series. Man, Draymond putting the clamps on AD. I mean, I know numbers-wise don't, but if you're a fan and you're looking at the game and how tough it is for AD to get his baskets as opposed to last series, Draymond's doing a good job on him. Yeah. Hundred percent agree with that. I just think this series is interesting. You know, I predicted it to be five games. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, you did. I predicted. Me and Ramon predicted it to be six. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't I think it's gonna happen. You're right. I, I think it's gonna be a sweep. sweep for five games. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a sweep. Do you think it's anything real to what everybody was talking about with the refs the other night and how the refs been kind of leaning more towards Golden State? No, nah, I don't think. I don't see. I've. The other night it was it was kind of interesting. I mean, the other night I think what the Pelicans total as a team only shot nine free throws and Steph by himself and what he played like twenty seven or twenty eight minutes shot seven free throws by himself. And then if you look total throughout the series, I mean, AD AD has the same amount of free throw attempts as Quinn Cook in this series. And guess what? Quinn Cook didn't even play game two, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you look at that too, is is part of it. I know game one that was just a watch. They blew them out. Game two was a more. It was a tougher game, a more difficult game. But you look at the Pelicans. They are more a team that kind of feeds on going inside, scoring their points in the paint than the Warriors. They on the outside shooting a lot of threes. That the mm-hmm. Warriors are still getting to the free throw line more often. I'm just trying to you know throw it out there. Maybe yeah. get the Pelicans a little bit. You I know. think with the stuff. I mean stuff game. I mean he's gonna get that call pretty much every time because he's undersized well yeah he's you know he's a smaller guard so i feel like when he go to the goal and he falls down he's gonna get that call and he's a superstar so superstars are prone to get that call more than others so should ad get it though i mean ad is a bigger body though it's our you know Shaq was a superstar and Shaq, you know used to have to you know sell out you know for him to get that call when you're a bigger person it's harder for you to get that call you know just the same with lebron you know that's why lebron has to you know kind of sell out you know, to get that call, you know, but when it's a smaller guy, it is, it's easier to get that call. I feel it. I'm just trying to show y'all some love, Pelicans fans. I know it's kind of difficult right now, so I'm trying to <laughs> try and show y'all a little bit, man. I'm, I'm with y'all, too. Yeah, that's hey, home they time. They did successful, though. They did well. They did well to yeah. this point, so, I mean, I give them that. And plus, know, like, I keep reiterating, it's the perfect time to be, you know, build, rebuilding your team because nobody's beating the Warriors for the next couple of years. So if you're in a slump right now, this is the perfect time. Like, our Lakers are in the perfect time. We're rebuilding. Yeah, right. So then when the Warriors start, you know, you know, dwindling on out, then we'll be ready to, you know, take up take up the slack. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I definitely feel did, that. Did y'all, uh, did y'all hear uh, Charles Barkley say Draymond John, <laughs> Draymond should be punched in the face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Draymond yeah, responded, too. 
And then yeah, made he true, made yeah. Chuck he made Chuck cop a plea before yeah. he <laughs> Chuck apologized. Yeah, Chuck cop the plea, man. I, I was but it was a it was a half apology. He was like, I meant what I said, but I apologize. Like what? How do you even say I that? I think like, he I think what does he that even mean? I think he just basically was saying he he shouldn't have said it. Yeah. But he meant what he said. Like he should he you know, he just shouldn't have said it because yeah. it, was, it was inappropriate. It was inappropriate. It was a joke for him. It was yeah. Like yeah. I ain't taking no kind of way, but when a reporter standing yeah. in front of him, like Chuck said, he's gonna punch you in the face. What do you think about that? You yeah, know, what I'm your reaction even as yeah. a man, like another yeah. man saying he's gonna punch you, you you know, like I understand it, both sides of it. I feel like if Draymond would, you know, if you watch that show, you know that it's unscripted, and you know they say a, a lot of off the wall. I think if it was within context, then. You know, I don't think it would have been that bad. So, uh, one one more interesting thing since we're on NBA is uh, AI, you know, yeah. and what AI had to say about our guy, Kobe, um, which brings up an interesting point. You know, he said that a lot of – you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying, you know, in these debates about, you know, LeBron and MJ, a lot of people are forgetting about Kobe, you know, the black mamba. Why nobody mentioning the black mamba? And how great he is. So that brings up an interesting conversation. Why isn't Kobe mentioned in these talks? And it ain't because of, it's not because of talent. I think it's because of likability. I don't think no, you know, I don't think Kobe's personality. Kobe didn't care about it. You know what people thought about him. He didn't care what his teammates thought. All he cared about was winning and being the best that he could be. And I feel like that played, you know, against him. You know, you know, and LeBron and MJ were likable people. You know. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that too. I think that likability played a lot into it. Um, you know, I hate to bring up, you know, the kind of case that he faced as well, but that kind of, yeah. you know, hindered him in a sense because definitely. before that, they even had the, the Kobe and MJ commercials even before that, even earlier within Kobe's career. Um, and a lot of people already saw that parallel. But then it's one of those things too, it, it's kind of that recency bias. Like, you know, first of all, MJ has, has set himself as the GOAT, the number one. So that's yeah. going to always be there. But right now, LeBron is that guy that's before everybody's eyes. So it's going to always be that recency effect. When Kobe was in his prime, if you go back and look at it, they had guys like Mark Jackson saying that Kobe would be the greatest of all time. You look at um, even John Wooden, the great UCLA coach who coached Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, said Kobe was the best player that he's ever seen. And so I think that right now, since Kobe is off the scene and people kind of saw, of course, the tail end of his career, you know, Right now, LeBron is just that guy that everybody sees. And so, Kobe kind of gets this when really, if you look at the talent, he's right there. Definitely. Definitely top five player of all time. Yeah, definitely top five. And honestly, too, there's one thing, and, you know, I just got to kind of say it because, you know, I was seeing this stuff recently on Facebook and all that. Can we please stop the whole Kobe first three rings don't count? Like, yeah, that's, that's I I, I don't want to ever hear that again. Honestly, like that's the most ridiculous thing. So many greats, you don't have to win every single Finals MVP for that ring to count towards you. If that's the case, Magic only has three. Kareem only has two. You know, Larry Bird only has two. So if that's the case, then you can say so many guys only have a certain amount of rings because, you know, and Kobe throughout the duration of that time, the numbers that he put up, he put up numbers as if he were a number one option. So it's not like he sat there and rode Shaq coattails. And I know I just kind of got passionate about that and upset. But yeah, I mean, man. I, no, let them hear, man. Yeah, I mean, I know I, you got to get in your bag right <laughs> quick, man. Let them know, man. Yeah, let them know. I'm tired of hearing it, bro. I'm, I'm tired, tired of it. I'm sick of it, too, I'm man. I'm sick of it. 
bruh. You want to get in on this loss? What, what you no, got? I mean, they, they always bring up that argument. That is kind of irritating. But, you yeah. know, you look at the stars that, you know, LeBron has had, you know what I'm saying? And when he's won championships, he's pretty much teamed up with super teams to win his ships, you know what I'm saying? Like the big three, you know. Kobe had Shaq, you know, that was one other player. But Kobe didn't have Dwayne and Chris Bosh, you know what I'm sure. saying? You, he you got didn't that have right. that, that type of talent. He didn't have uh, a Kevin Love and a Kyrie Irving, you know what I'm saying? He has one other player, you know, other big-name all-star player. Other players were just role players. So you look at LeBron, you know, we looking at it that in that aspect, then you got to look at the talent, the all-stars that LeBron had compared to what Kobe had, in my opinion. Definitely, right. bro. Right. That's, that's a good point, man. A lot of people yeah. forget about that. Right. And I think, too, when we, we talk about these legends and we have all these comparisons and stuff like that, we got to stop trying to diss one guy to build up another one. Like, it doesn't have right, to be you got to right, tell, yeah. like, this guy sucks. He yeah. was trash. His legacy sucks, though, so it, my guy yeah. can be it great. It transfers into the rap <laughs> game. Like, just because I like, you know, just because I like Cole don't mean I can't like Drake. Just because I like Drake don't mean I can't like Kendrick. You know Man, what I'm saying? Like, all that. those guys are great, you know? It's crazy you say that. Right now, the biggest argument right now is, you know, with, you know, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. They're saying which one is better and all that. Like, why they both can't be great? You know well, what I'm saying? Well, Nicki's better, like Kobe but... and LeBron. Why they both can't be great? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, like you said, at the end of the day, just leave it on the on the greatness. Yeah. So I think that's just a note to me for everybody. Like you don't have to build up your guy by tearing down another guy. And so we just recognize greatness for what it is. Yeah, so as a Kobe's, true sports fan. yeah, Kobe's in that discussion. Michael Jordan's in that discussion. LeBron's right, in that discussion. discussion. Right. Kareem, Magic. Yeah. You know, however you want to go with that top five yeah. look, but. Yeah, so, man, guys, man, I've enjoyed it, man. We went a little longer today, listeners. I hope, we hope you enjoyed it. But as you can see, you can hear the passion and hopefully some good stuff that you like to hear. We went in a little bit. Uh, make sure that you're following us on all our social media platforms. That's O underscore Benchwarmers on Twitter and Instagram. As well as make sure you check us out on all the platforms, wherever you like to listen to your podcast at, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, or... Help me out, guys. You said Google Play. Google yeah, Play. Come on, don't try to leave us out. Like, oh, you just a kid. Yeah. Google Play. You know what? And SoundCloud. So you know, making sure you check it out. If you like what you hear, as always, I urge you to copy and paste that link on whatever you like to listen to your pods on, and send it to a friend and your fellow sports fans. As well as make sure that you share that. If you like what you heard, make sure that you screenshot our logo and shout us out on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know that you like what you heard. And if you have anything to say about what we said on this pod, make sure you hit us up on our social media platforms. We'll respond as quickly as we can. We Once again, guys, we thank you for listening and supporting us, and we are out of here. Appreciate y'all. Yes, sir.